It's a warm summer evening. You're driving with the top down and your significant other by your side. You're young, dumb, and carefree. And just like any cool teenager, you're off to find a prime makeout spot. You park the car, the mood is right. But just as you lean in for that first kiss, you pull back and all but gag. You don't know how to say this, but their breath smells terrible. Like, really bad. And now they have the audacity to blame the stench on you. To top it all off, amidst your arguing, you feel raindrops begin. But when you look up to put the top down, you see a white bandage hanging from the frame, dripping with blood. Oh, and the smell? Don't worry. It's just the rotting flesh of the bandage man. Hello, you're listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. I'm Megan. And if you caught our 100th episode just a couple days ago after (laughs) you're hearing this, I didn't get it, like, I sounded so weird. I got sick again, guys. I'm (laughs) on the cusp of, like, I'm this close. I'm 90% there. Uh, we were like deep cleaning the house, like cleaning all the rugs and the carpets. And I think it like kicked up something and messed me up. Oh, yeah. So I don't think I was sick. I'm just mad because like once again, there went my Irritated. voice. Yes, I always sound weird. Like, listen, no one's ever going to believe me at this point, but I've never been sick like this. I don't, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, it's the vaccine because like <laughs> go get vaccinated, you idiots. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just in my old age my immune system cannot handle literally anything really (laughs) barely existing oh man well welcome hi (laughs) (laughs) happy thursday we're now at 101 episodes and now it feels mundane again that's boring. Well, ew. Next. Just turn this episode yeah, off. Yeah, just skip this. I'm <laughs> not even going to like it. Just <laughs> no, we can't skip the, the hippest state in the United States. Word. Actually, I guess it depends. Like California. Colorado. It's a, I mean, I suppose it depends on your definition of hip. And the fact that I use the word hip <laughs> means I can't live here. So, <laughs> uh, But we're in the great state of Oregon. Yes, we are. Wow. And we, I'm not going to get it wrong this time, we are in Cannon Beach, Oregon. Yes, we are. I was going to say we were looking at a place, listen, I tell me how, looking up haunted places, right, as you do. Mm-hmm. And one of the first hits I got was this cool place called the Eugene Art House in Eugene, Oregon. And it says it's like former, what, former funeral home and mortuary, uh, uh. current like art house theater oh it was a church yeah but now it's like an art house theater uh venue coffee house brewery i said what in the world and it's haunted yeah i was like oh man i don't know who said it was haunted i don't know how it slipped on that list uh but i couldn't find diddly (laughs) nothing literally nothing yeah it was kind of a bummer and i was almost gonna say something to him like i am coming up dry on history too (laughs) yeah no i tried some weird outlets to f- desperately find anything mm-hmm. and uh, nobody cares sorry i'm sure i would like to visit sometime as a patron uh there's nothing haunted about that i don't know what you guys were trying to do to me yeah 
Prove us wrong. So instead, <laughs> so instead, we're in Cannon Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's okay because first of all, I kind of was like meh about Eugene anyway. No offense, Eugene, because <laughs> someone was like, if I could put Eugene, Oregon, in a one-word review, it would be Portland for boomers. I went, uh oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just leave that one behind. And I didn't say it. Someone on TikTok said it. So if you got a problem. Oh, and you know what? Before we were going to cover it, I did find, um, shoot, let me find it. Was it of this place? I hope it is. Wouldn't it be embarrassing if it wasn't? Oh, it is because it's a movie theater now, right? Is what we were going to cover. The art house. Yeah. 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 There's a one star review of the art house. Okay. From Stephanie. Oh my God. Everyone hold on to your butt. Is it spelled like normal Stephanie? With an IE. Yeah. Uh, well, P-H and Oh, yeah, P-H-I-F. That. Okay. I say that's normal. There's no such thing as normal, but like, <clears throat> is there a silent X-E-I-G-H in there? <laughs> no. But let me tell you, Stephanie is... <sighs> Upset. You can shove it, Stephanie. All right. Here, oh, here's okay. What, here's what she had to say about the art house. I don't care. Come find me, Stephanie. There goes our listener in Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> she gave it a one-star review of the art house in Eugene and said, this is not what we're covering at all, but I did take the screenshot because I was going to talk about it. Uh-huh. I'm still going to talk about it. She said, I chose to go to a movie with family Christian-based values. I was inundated with woke trans commercials. I'll pass on going to the movies and financially supporting this agenda. Okay, Stephanie. <laughs> okay, Stephanie. There's no such thing as a safe space. All right. <laughs> Literally, <Stupid>. get effed. <laughs> get, go away. <laughs> Listen, if you're gonna, if you have those views in the year of our Lord 2023, get out of here. Right. Like, if it's not bother, I had this conversation with somebody recently, and they had nothing to say. You want to know why? Because it's facts. If it has nothing to do with you, it's not bothering you. It has nothing to do with you. It doesn't affect you. Mind your business. Right. Like, dang, what people do with their bodies and how they identify and what they do behind closed doors is literally none of my business. So I mm-hmm. could not care less. Mm-hmm. And you should try the same. Word. It is as simple as that. <laughs> there it is, folks. There. It, mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Those are snaps. <laughs> My goodness. My left hand does not know what she's doing. Right hand. Left hand. Oh, well, we got oh. one good one. That's my left. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay, dang. Stop that. <laughs> Jesus. It sounds like a frat boy snap. You know what? Oh, that ew. thing. Yeah, I did it, but y'all will never see it. Okay, goodness gracious, we have gone so but many w- places, and none of them are to Cannon Beach. I'm sweating. My we're going to talk about Cannon Beach <laughs> I now. You're like dabbing your forehead. I th- hope it's a lot cooler than that. You that one person from Eugene. <laughs> yeah, not that Eugene isn't cool. Yeah, I I take back what I said about losing that listener in Oregon. Steph, you don't have to listen to us. You can go listen to you can go listen she to Tucker Carlson's new oh. thing since he's out of Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're an Andrew Tate fan too. Anyway, we're not oh going to go down this rabbit hole. She, no, not she. What? Um, oh, Eugene was <laughs> actually it was an artsy type of town. So I'm really surprised that she thought she was going to go into an art district and not get hit with I don't know, just like. Uh, decent human right you know acceptance yeah not get hit with acceptance silly you for stepping out of your comfort zone good lord anyway <laughs> canon not even this type of podcast <laughs> what Let's, are we doing i don't know i'm not backing it up that's that's write it down folks first of all canon beach what a name yeah i know i feel like 
I want to know the history of Cannon Beach. We'll get there. Okay. Is Was it a war zone? We'll get there. Oh, okay. All <laughs> okay. right. <laughs> All right. So the population of Cannon Beach, it is a small town. Thank goodness. All right. It so- has... Uh, 2020 population of 1,554 people. Wow. But it's it's on a beach, so I bet she's expensive. (laughs) We'll also get there. (laughs) I, um, I got this information from data USA something dot org, whatever. I skipped world population because it's just. Isn't that the one I used last? Yeah. Yeah. See, it was kind of, it was more concise, more, I don't know. I feel like we covered some things that like, meh, whatever. Mm -hmm. So the median age of Cannon Beach is 49 years old. Okay. You retire here. (laughs) It's older. It has a poverty rate of 8.36%. Very low. That's lower than the. Yep, lower than average. Now, this kills me. The um, median household income is $56,056. Okay. And I say that because the median property value Mm -hmm. is $615,600. My God. Now, Now, median, you said median household income or like median? I believe it said median household income. Okay, because I was like, if it's individual, sure. Right. There's also outliers, though. That's the problem. Like, are we taking the the outliers that it's like, yeah, the, the median is 56000 or whatever, but we've got 10% over here making above 750 k or something like that. Right. Yeah, it's, I was going to double check the website just to make sure. It's not that deep, but you can if you want. It's not. Uh, It is the median household income. Interesting. Okay. Crazy. All right. So the racial breakdown. The median house value is more than the national average, which, as we've discussed before, is already ridiculous. Yeah, it's really high. The racial breakdown of this town, uh, white, is (laughs) 70.5%. Okay. A little bit lower than I thought. Yeah. Two or more races is 10.3. Okay. Uh, White, Hispanic... So this That's why I also like this website, yeah. Five point four seven percent. Uh then other is three point nine percent, and then it's just like itty bitties below that. So mm-hmm. um, but you all matter. <laughs> Everybody matters. Okay, this except Stephanie. <laughs> and I went ahead and jumped on realtor.com just to see like what they got going on in Cannon Beach, which there's quite a bit for sale. That's okay. the Cannon Beach strip. That is a lot for sale in a small little sliver. Well, if you want to zoom on in, we're looking 1.99 million, 4.49 million, 2.99 million, 858,000. Oh, well, they're poor. If you're, I say, <laughs> I bet it's a piece of crap. Yeah, watch. I want to guess it's going to be like a three bedroom, two bath, just 1,200 square feet. I say just when that's like almost double my square footage. <laughs> It's four bedroom, oh. two bath, all right, two thousand twenty one square feet. Gosh darn it! I'm not even close. Oh my gosh, it's a really pretty house. Oh, it's very, it's really rustic looking. Lots of wood. I mean, very not like, open not like woodsy rustic. Oh yeah, it's just a giant open room. It's just one big room. <laughs> Where do you poop in the middle? In the conversation pit. <laughs> I want a conversation pit so bad. I want a mid-century house so bad. It makes my bones hurt. Here like. you go. <laughs> $675,000 home. Oh. Guesses? Uh, uh, two bed, one bath, 1400 
wow, two bed, two bath, $1,400. Oh my <laughs> gosh, guys. Listen, I, well, I was just looking at realtor.com before we started recording. And it is not even a house. It is a condominium. It's part of a unit. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. You're spending over half a mil for a unit. I'm not spending, man, watching the watching the HGTV shows where people are in places like Colorado, Oregon, California, whatever, spending minimum, you realize you're spending half a million dollars if on I'm an apartment, right? If I'm spending over half a, a million dollars, I am not getting that a washer and dryer. washer dryer. <laughs> no. Like what you would see in a dorm. No. That's true. God dang. Man, okay. Okay. I could have a whole offshoot podcast talking about real estate mm, listen write that down nobody take that okay cut that cut that i'm gonna cut it that's my idea my idea trademark <laughs> <laughs> okay. i can talk about realty all day let's get into the the city shall we yes this comes from canonbeach.org this is what they have to say about themselves oh let's let's hear it they say Walk our sandy beach crowned by haystack rock, an Oregon icon, and you will begin to see why we love this stretch of the Oregon coast. Named one of the world's 100 most beautiful places by National Geographic. This I remarkable- feel like you can't make that one up. Go on. <laughs> they have like a bunch of awards. Well, not a bunch. A handful of awards you can see on their website. Okay. Uh, this remarkable landscape will take your breath away. The stunning coastline views and remarkable natural areas blend magically with our charming village by the sea, where you can savor the culinary bounty of the Pacific Northwest, enjoy luxurious oceanfront lodging, and explore one of the top art towns in America. Mm. It's just 90 minutes from Portland, but light years from the ordinary. There <laughs> is magic here. Oh, is that their city town <laughs> When saying? you go to the homepage. I mean, I guess we're a level above. So. Oh, yeah. I don't know what their town slogan is. Slogan. That's the word I'm looking for. Coming up events include the Spring Unveiling Arts Festival. That's May 5th through the 7th. And the Fat Bike Festival, which is <laughs> right. May 12th through the 14th. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can't wait for that one. Nope. Yeah, I should have looked up their town slogan. No, that's okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) What I was thinking, I mean, you can if you want, while I was going to say what I was thinking, which is, so I've been, I've talked about it before. I've been up to Michigan. You go up on the Great Lakes and there obviously is enough body of water that if you're on the coast and you look out, you don't see land. Mm -hmm. There are only a few points in the Great Lakes where if you're on the water in a boat, where you can be and not see land on any side of you that I have been there and it was like unsettled. It was weird. Like, cause mm-hmm. I knew I was just in Michigan, but we got to a point where I couldn't see land anywhere. It was just a line of water and I started to stress out. I'm like, Oh my God, this is it. <laughs> like, uh, but I'm thinking at least I knew somewhere in any direction was land. If you're on cannon beach and you're looking out West, that's water, homie. You're mm-hmm. not going to hit land for miles and miles Several. and miles and hundreds and probably thousands of miles. I don't know. It depends on which direction you're heading. But yeah. suddenly thinking about like if you're on the beaches of Cannon Beach and you're looking out at the water, there's not another harbor like, you know, a mile or so away. That's it. That's water. Yeah. Ooh, I don't oh, like I also, it. <laughs> I... I did say, just to bring us back to Earth here, I did think it was a little cool because I zoomed out of Cannon Beach just for like a second, mm-hmm. and it's just south of Astoria, which Astoria. if you know what Astoria is, that is... Is that in Canada? No. Oh. Uh, it's in Oregon. Astoria, oh. Oregon. It's uh, from the Goonies. 
Oh, I... Okay. And also, <laughs> I was thinking of something else. If you guys like Mariana's Trench, they have an album called Astoria. But I Not- thought Astoria was going to be in Canada because <coughs> they're Canadian, right? Uh, Mariana's Trench. Yes. The band, y'all. I'm not talking about the actual. No, I know. The band is. Mariana's Trench is from Canada. Mm-hmm. They're from like British Columbia. And Which is up there right by Oregon. I'm making all of this up, folks. You are asking the no, other person who's bad at geography. You don't have to look these things up. Do you want to know something really weird, though? Huh? We are a, a short from where our location right here. We are just a six hour drive away from Canada. If you go a certain so direction, yeah, uh, we're six hours away from Canada. I've made six-hour drives plenty of times. Mm-hmm. That's wild to me. We're in Indiana, and it's like, there's Canada. Yeah, we could go to Canada for the weekend. Yeah. Leave on a for Friday. For the day, yeah. really, if you hated yourself. Yeah, I would Anyway. <laughs> okay, let's talk about uh, Cannon Beach's history. I know, Lord. We so many segues, so many, like, little <laughs> here. Okay. Cannon Beach is... Uh, the surrounding coast, the area has was settled by the Tillamook people. Okay, that's why is that so? Isn't that a cheese brand? Tillamook, yeah, I believe yeah, so. It's and a I, cheese brand. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I think it's Tillamook. Is it just like T I L L A M O O K? Yeah. How did I pull that out? Tillamook. I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So it was settled by them, but then our favorite. William Clark of Lewis and Clark Expedition. Darn it, this guy. (laughs) Journeyed to Cannon Beach in early 1805. The expedition was wintering at Fort Clatsop, which was roughly 20 miles to the north near the mountains of the Columbia River. Mm -hmm. In December 1805, two members of the expedition returned to camp with blubber from a whale that that had (laughs) beached several miles south near the mouth of Ecola Creek. Oh, oh, yikes, don't drink the water. <laughs> anyway, Clark ended up exploring the region himself. And what he wrote was, quote, the what he saw was, quote, the grandest and most pleasing prospects which my eyes ever surveyed in front of a boundless ocean. I mean, like I said, just the thought of it sounds mm-hmm. uh, overwhelming to me. So that's probably an accurate statement. Well, and you can actually go to the viewpoint that... Uh, Clark was uh, allegedly at when he he wrote this, Uh and it's now been dubbed Clark's point of view. (laughs) Oh, okay. And there's a hiking trail from Indian Beach that it's in the uh, Ecola State Park. Okay. So you can go check it out there. Uh, Him, including some of his companions, including Sacagawea. Old sack, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Completed a three-day journey on January 10th, 1806. I can only imagine January in Oregon was probably the worst. Right. So cold. Right. But they hiked to the site of the beach whale, and there they encountered a group of the Tillamook who were boiling blubber for storage. So weird. Smart. You know how they figure these things? Because when I think of... Uh, Native American tribes I'm always thinking in our area I'm not thinking near the coast and like how they're just boiling blubber wouldn't have guessed right right there are no whales in Indiana don't be silly no um Clark and his party ended up bartering for 300 pounds of the blubber bartering and some (laughs) whale oil before returning to their fort Clatstop Clatsop I know. I saw that word and I said, that's gross. And I moved on. Yeah. There's a whale sculpture commemorating the encounter between Clark and the Tillamook in the small park in the northern end of Hemlock Street. 
So you can just see a big whale. <laughs> just a piece of blubber, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. Uh, moving on. In 1846, we're jumping ahead a little bit. A cannon from the U.S. Navy schooner called Shark, which had sunk earlier that year, washed ashore just north of Arch Cape. Let me tell you all about a... Um, Irrational fear I have. <laughs> oh, we, we talked about it. I thought we had an irrational fear episode. We were for going one of our to. tangents. Oh, we didn't talk about uh, submechanophobia. Yeah, that's uh, it. I have an irrational fear of things underwater that shouldn't be in the water. So the fact that this schooner just washed up on shore has me gagging. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm so annoyed. Which I understand it's a boat it's a, a vessel that's supposed to be in the water but it's supposed but the to be on the water not, not in, in the water yes yeah. prepositions busy prepositions <laughs> always on the run something like that. i don't know i need to find some schoolhouse rock anyway the cannon was it hit a land bar and it sunk and then it was rediscovered in 1898 and it eventually aspired the name inspired the name and they just called it cannon beach Okay, they're really original here. They are. <laughs> you and, know, Clark's point of view, <laughs> Cannon Beach. But where the schooner actually hit land, it's known as the graveyard of the Pacific, which I just can imagine what's There's, in there. Yeah, probably lots of things. Yeah. At least one boat. <laughs> Anyway, 1922, <laughs> skipping ahead a couple more decades, okay. <laughs> Elk Creek was renamed Cannon Beach, reflecting the eight-mile beach that extends from Ecola to Arch Cape at the insistence of the post office department because the name was frequently confused with Eola. So they were sick of Eola and Ecola getting mixed up. Oh, <clears throat> and okay. so they said, just call it all Cannon Beach. And Elk Creek itself was renamed Ecola Creek in honor of William Clark's original name, which okay. I skipped a, some of that stuff, but whatever. That's fine. I'm like choking <laughs> and I don't know why. Well, stop. <laughs> the cannon, I'm like, there's like a, <clears throat> in the back of my throat is stuck. The cannon is now housed in the city's museum and a replica of it, of it can be seen alongside U.S. Route 101. Yeah. Two more, mm. two more cannons, also believed to have been from the shark, were discovered on Arch Cape over the weekend of February 16, 2008. So this crap is still washing up. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I don't think... We're not going to cover it, I don't think. Um, mm -hmm. But it makes sense that stuff is still washing up because in my researching things to talk about, I also discovered uh, ghost towns of mm -hmm. Oregon and how, you know, because of things nowadays like what do you call that the the weather the uh -huh. climate change my goodness there it is uh -huh. because of climate change and all of that water is receding and traveling elsewhere whatever point is like this bed of water is now gone that used to be there mm -hmm. and there's a whole town like they found railroad tracks they oh. found like yeah there's a whole town that was under this lake that has now dried up or they've emptied or something yeah uh, so I mean, like, it's not far-fetched to me to believe that there are other settlements that are underwater. Makes me sick. Mm-hmm. Makes me sick. Cannon Beach today is a tourist resort destination, particularly popular on a weekend getaway with residents from Portland. So if they just want to get away from the city for a little bit, that's where they go. I mean, you said it was, what, a 90-minute drive? 
from Portland, yeah. So it's just like to indie for us. Yeah, not bad. They they're pretty big on keeping things local and um, small town feeling. So they discourage large chains from coming there. Like they've tried Safeway and McDonald's have tried to put stuff there, and they said <laughs> no, fam. I only know about Safeway because I have a coworker who is from California originally. Mm-hmm. She actually one really enjoys it in Indiana, like she wants to stay. And actually, she also has the same you know grandiose dream of ending up in Michigan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because she's from Sacramento, and she said she worked at a Safeway. She was like a just a person employee. I don't know. She did a lot of different things. Yeah, and she's like, it's basically like our. <sighs> What, Costco? I don't know how to explain what Safeway is. She said at one time, I was like, okay. I don't know what it is. I've no It's just a grocery chain. Okay. Okay. Maybe like a (laughs) Winn-Dixie. Oh, I guess, yeah. Oh, (laughs) Winn-Dixie. I know. It makes me think of Florida. That's that's why I said it. (laughs) Just buying like blueberry blueberries and donuts from the Winn Dixie and then throwing them at seagulls and and then the seagulls attacking you because they got gluttonous realizing our mistake quickly <laughs> it was scary okay we thought we did a good thing so let's talk about the arts and culture of right. Cannon Beach yeah. because it's actually really cool every June the city hosts an annual sandcastle building contest which oh. like it's not just any old sandcastle no, I'm sure they're I mean, like super intense yeah yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Crazy sandcastles. The city also hosts an annual 4th of July parade, as they do. Okay, okay. In recent years, they've featured a military flyover and a lawn chair brigade, which <laughs> sounds like my kind of party. Right. I hope it's just a bunch of people in lawn chairs on like a tractor trailer <laughs> just <laughs> being pulled along. <laughs> Excellent. Or I, I guess if you're on the shore, maybe like on a pontoon. <laughs> waving like miss america <laughs> i mean i feel like this is this city is really coming awake right now like from may till probably september is city Constant. is probably booming yeah. yeah because the other uh, the other big event they have is what's coming up here in like what two three weekends mm-hmm. the spring unveiling which i just talked about it's their annual art festival right yes. it's held the first sunday in may okay so you can plan for that every year there's also an annual late fall festival called the Stormy Weather Arts Festival. God, that sounds, sounds exciting, right? That sounds nice. It's held in November. Oh, well, okay. Where artists across the Pacific Northwest showcase their artwork in local galleries, artworks available for purchase and auction, and then there's several galleries in town that feature local artwork all year long. Okay. The last thing I want to cover, and I've already mentioned it, um, because I saw it in on the map. It's really close to Astoria. So Cannon Beach, because it is so pretty and picturesque, it's been featured in a few movies that you may have heard of. All right, let's hit me with it. The Cannon Beach Gazette is a local newspaper that covers the area's politics and whatnot, news, sports, etc. It's posted bi-weekly, and the paper is owned and operated by Country Media, Inc., I meant to skip that, but I was in too deep. Okay. No, that's okay. Here we go. Just taken away by the by the <laughs> written word. Cannon Beach and Ecola State Park were have appeared in movies including The Goonies. Okay. Which Makes I sense. did say Free Willy. Okay. <laughs> Twilight. Oh my god, yeah. Hysterical, which I've never seen. It came out in eighty three. Nope. And Point Break. 
She came out in 91. I've heard of Point Break, but I don't <laughs> know anything about With it. Patrick Swayze and uh, Keanu Reeves? No. Not, mm-hmm. not a clue. The And then it's got like a list of other movies that it's, or like where you can see it's appeared in. There's a movie called 1941 that Haystack Rock is featured in. It. Oh, all right. <laughs> the Goonies. Uh, let me see, because I'm actually curious where it shows up. The Fratelli sneak into a race on the beach to evade the authorities. Oh, that's cool. So they're running on the beach. Nice. Okay. It's also appears in Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> like with Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger yes. Yeah. Several characters attend a carnival scene that was filmed in Ecola State Park. Point Break, I assume this is where he fires the gun. <laughs> I don't know. That says where Johnny, yep, where Johnny confronts Bodie, who attempts to go surfing during a storm. <sighs> yes. <laughs> I Have you seen it? Point Break, yeah. yeah. Okay, no, I have. Wait, is it about, it's about surfing. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I guess I just wasn't using context clues. I didn't know what Point Break was referring to. It mm-hmm. is yeah, surfing. Okay. And Free Willy, the Ecole State Park, appears as the background shot of one of the scenes. And then in Twilight, because I know we're all just dying to know where it comes is in. Is it the baseball scene? Please, for the love of God. No. Dang it. <laughs> Nearby Indian Beach was the stand-in for La Push, Washington, where Bella's friends go surfing and Jacob tells her the truth about Edward Cullen. Oh, my god! And I can picture that scene, too. Oh, I <laughs> so haven't. <laughs> That's not the Bella. Where Where the no. hell have you been, Loka? No, it's not? <laughs> no, they're they're on the beach. I mean, okay, it's just I a... kind of remember that, dummy. Okay. Listen, I've only seen Twilight like once or twice. I so haven't have seen I. The, I haven't seen the other ones. It I left did. a lasting impression. <laughs> I see so many spoof videos. I actually watched one earlier of the baseball scene. Mm-hmm. Just the this girl uh, doing impression of Kristen Stewart. The, <laughs> she, you're out. <laughs> just like I don't know how to explain her blinking. Like I know you're out. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I love the chick who does impressions of Jasper. I, I think it's is Probably it still her? Girl. It might be because she did everybody. I uh-huh. can't stand who. I'm sorry, the actors and the actresses. When they told what's her face, they were like, "You look at that man out there in outfield, and you say my monkey man, and mean it with every fiber of your being." That ticks me off. I hate it. What writing was it in the books? I I bet it was. I don't remember reading the books. I read the first one, the second one, got halfway through the third one, and just couldn't take it anymore, and I never finished. Well, because wasn't she a big crybaby in that one? Yeah. She just stayed in the fetal position for, like, the whole book? There's literally a part in the book where you flip it, and each page just says, like, January, February, March, and there's nothing else So she thought she was being, like, artsy, and it's just like, you're just depressed, homie. (laughs) Like, get a therapist. Right. Girl, we all are. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Not to diminish it, but yes. We all got a little bit of the depression. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. See, I got taken away with Twilight. Gosh darn it. Oh, yeah. It. That's it, though. That's my segment. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I talked about before how I also had a coworker who could probably quote the whole Twilight movie, like, with the correct inflection and timing and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did the whole opening monologue i think not the open no it was probably when she was telling edward to admit that he was it had to say be, it yeah say it out loud out loud but she would like face this way 
to do one part and then face this way and do the other part and then they would like i don't know and she did it it was creepy honestly like she could quote the whole thing if you asked her to and you really don't have to ask her to she just will genuinely likes twilight that much yes oh okay but like in the way that like how we like she can admit it's silly now right in the way that like a very potter musical exists Mm -hmm. it's like that okay i need anybody who likes harry potter should watch a very potter musical even though i'm sure the quality is terrible because it came out what 2009 something like that um it's just on youtube basically on vhs but whatever it's people who like harry potter making fun of harry potter yes it's so good. So good. Yeah, if you like musicals. Well, <laughs> anyway, so I have some stuff that I suppose I should talk about, huh? Yes, please. <laughs> well, there's a beach. No, okay. Oh. So, now, Megan didn't cover... We... Let me just... We're going back to our roots here uh, to discuss... Oh, yeah. I didn't explain why I covered no haunted history (laughs) yeah you didn't cover any haunted history because like i'm going to do that because this felt as soon as i saw the title of this legend if you will uh i was like man this it reminded me of like this is where we started how we have you know edna collins bridge and uh Spooklight hill Hill and like not actual places um i don't know why i'm suddenly drawing a blank on all the places we've ever been Oh, uh, well, I mean, if you want something like this. Like Hell's Gates, that's not an actual... Goat Man. Goat Man, oh, yeah. So, the name, when you look up uh, Cannon Beach, Oregon, haunted, whatever, uh, one of the main things you will see is called the Bandage Man. (laughs) Which, um, I wasn't... Uh, I just pictured a dude with a lot of cuts, very And it just has a bunch of, like, (laughs) band-aids instead of, like, a mummy, which is sort of how they explain him as kind of a mummy. Okay. (laughs) Um, But no. So did you read anything about Bandage Man, or did you try to stay away from him? I stayed away. Okay. So we're discussing the legend, the uh, urban legend of bandage man and i'll preface now by telling you it gives me in a like as i explain it maybe you'll feel the same way super i know what you did last summer vibes okay right i it already feels that way right i think it's because it's the beach maybe it's because it's the beach but because it's just i mean you'll you'll see so this is coming from i'll be honest i don't actually remember where it's coming from because for some reason i just took screenshots instead of like writing out my notes because i got lazy what else uh it's coming i oh no it's like a cannon beach gazette newsletter thing oh what i brought up that their bi-weekly newsletter maybe okay possibly uh well this is kind of funny this is unrelated but at the bottom do you see where it says bandage man lives and it like it's a shirt that they have that says bandage man lives uh stay off the beach something something like basically encouraging people to not be where they shouldn't be (laughs) or bandage man is gonna get you like they they embrace it Uh, so anyway this article says perhaps the most famous and infamous of oregon coast uh ghost tales is bandage man who has made numerous appearances in books for decades. Locals seem to point them to most of the tales popping up in the 50s and 60s of a bandaged and bloodied figure haunting the roads near Cannon Beach and its forest uh, and its forest and even its bars. Uh, he's even become more famous than Muriel, the ghost of the girl that supposedly haunts a Newport lighthouse. 
uh, a tale that's been thoroughly debunked for a while. Oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, more famous, I didn't come across Muriel, so that's debatable. But anyway. Uh, ghost- no, they're saying Bandage Man is more famous than her. That's what I'm saying. Like, possibly more famous than. And oh. I'm like, well, I didn't even hear about Muriel, so whatever. <laughs> Uh, ghost tales are an interesting way to learn about history, especially the Oregon coast. If you look into Bandage Man further, you find out there was an, quote, old road part of Highway 101 that you talked about, just outside of Cannon Beach and its northernmost junction, where the road veered off to the east a bit before returning to 101. So it was like a weird little, yeah, bloop, like, hill off the side. A bump, yeah. Yeah. That was straightened out into its current formation sometimes in the, sometime in the 60s or so. Even more revealing, that old dark road was called Bandage Man Road by the locals, <laughs> I know. Uh, and it was apparently a rite of passage for kids who had just gotten their license to drive it at night. Oh, goodness. Spooky. <laughs> I first learned of him in a book of regional spooky stuff back in the mid-80s, and even at age 23 and 24, it scared the hell out of me. Not long after, I was hanging out on a dock at Natarts? Nat- Natarts. Sure. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, it's I'm fine. choking and dying. It's okay. Uh, which is apparently a long way from Cannon Beach late at night and somehow got freaked out about the possibility of Bandage Man lurking in the forest behind me. Crazy times. <laughs> Bandage Man legend seems to go back to the 50s, but other accounts take him all the way back to the 30s. He's a really low budget kind of version of the mummy. He, lur- <laughs> he lurks in Cannon Beach forests and roads covered in bandage- bandages and smelling of rotting flesh. Yuck. Yep. Apparently mostly showing up on nights with heavy lightning. Go figure, they said. <laughs> One take has him smashing a window at the old Bill's Tavern and grabbing someone's dog to eat. No! Right? <laughs> oh! oh. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know if it mentions it here again, but like, it says he like does these things that it's going to talk about, but one of the legends says that it will eat dogs. Like it will eat your dog if you don't have it. Oh my secured. god! <laughs> His origin story, one and many versions, has it he was a logger severely injured and rather quote chopped up, as the Cannon Beach History Museum recently put it, then whisked away by an ambulance, all covered in bandages. The ambulance fell victim. Oh, my page went away. The ambulance fell victim to a landslide. And supposedly when they came to rescue the vehicle, he was gone. Oh, right. Talk about bad luck, man. I was going to say what it's like. You get chopped up in a lumber accident. Get they bandage you up, put you on the car. And then the car falls off a freaking cliff in a landslide. And then, oh, I love Stevie Nicks. And I know. <laughs> and then he was down. gone. <laughs> there are a myriad of versions of this, including lore that he was an electrician and from various other trades. Mostly, though, he was a logger. According to the museum, his first started he first started popping up in the late 50s, but I've read tales that speak of him farther back. I don't know why they reiterate that like five different times. Yeah. In any case, in true campy horror movie style, his modus operandus is mostly harassing teens parked in cars. Go figure. (laughs) On occasion, he is said to target moving vehicles like open-top cars or pickup trucks. He'll (laughs) jump into the back of the vehicle and then mysteriously vanish before you reach town. Why would you continue to drive with it? (laughs) I mean, you see it and then you're like, oh my god, I gotta get back to town. Like, which I guess is not that far. Uh, I think somewhere I heard or read it was like a nine-minute drive. But he's supposed to jump in, you freak out, you drive into town to get away, and then, like, by the time you get there, he's already gone. 
well, whatever. Uh, the museum recently wrote that on Facebook. It says, most of the time people do not become aware of his presence until his rotting stench reaches your nose. Oh, no. Could you imagine <laughs> driving and just look up at the sunroof and then... Oh, hey, it's guys. like Edna all over again. <laughs> or a piece of flesh falls in and... <gasps> hey. yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> on occasion, he is said to target moving vehicles. Uh, wait. <laughs> no one's safe. <laughs> oh, I already freaking read all that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, did I read that? I read that. About the moving vehicles? Yeah. Oh. I'm... About the open top cars or pickup oh, yeah, trucks. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that very important first line, apparently. <laughs> this is where the tale takes some surprising and hilarious turns. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> There's a wild tale of a bandage man prank in the 60s on the North Oregon coast that become, that's become legend on its own. Or is it just part of the bandage man lore? Funny how stories change, morph, and even disappear. Oh. At one point around 2008 or so, I heard about a gnarly prank one group of Northern Oregon Coast high schoolers played on a friend back in the 60s. There was a bunch of them in the back of a pickup truck, and at one point, the friends hopped out of the back and had a friend hop in dressed as the bandage man. Oh my god. (laughs) The The driver went nuts doing cookies in the gravel. Which that has to be... Cookies? um, I know. Donuts? I'm guessing that has to be a regional thing. I... It said he was doing cookies in the gravel. Or or Organians. I don't know what... Organ. (laughs) Organ donors. Can you please tell us? (laughs) I don't know what you call organ people. I don't know. But (laughs) yeah, he was doing cookies in the gravel to try to get the, the faux bandage man out of the truck. Sadly, as I write this and double check with old coastal friends on this prank, this one gets lost. Some don't recall the bandage man, bandage man legend at all. Others <sighs> claim this prank was a real version of this over and over. Uh, I skip. How? Why do I feel like I'm reading like I'm back in freaking middle school? I'm skipping lines. <laughs> Someone popcorned you, and you're. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I actually, you know, was practicing the next paragraph, and I got tripped up. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try this again. Uh, they claim the... Pr- what? Some don't recall the bandage man at all. Others claim the prank was a real bandage man visitation. Indeed, one Facebook page for locals in Clat- Clatsop County... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> recounts a version of this over and over. A young couple from the local high school had pulled over at a famous makeout spot and were interrupted by booming knocks on the truck window. Mm. Discovering a bloodied and bandaged face smushed up against the glass. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> and a bloody stump with a hook now, oh. apparently, reaching for them. That's why it's... I know, I know what, what you did, did last summer. summer. This one and other similar encounters were told frequently in the 60s, according to a lot of locals. Mm-hmm. About 2009, I was chatting with a local man at Cannon Beach's The Bistro, whose name I cannot recall and I can't find him now. So this isn't true reporting here, but he intimated he... Is that a word? He intimated he and his friends had done blah, 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 blah. Intimated. Hey, Siri. (laughs) Define intimated. That bee don't know nothing. I hate her intimate <laughs> things i just don't know how to talk wait no intimate intimated imply or hint he had already intimated that he might not be able to continue or mr hutchison has intimated his decision to retire okay well that guy whipped out a th- th- oh my gosh a thesaurus for this Intim- intimate it's it looks like intimate 
Yeah. With a D. I, I mean, it would be intimated as well. Because it would be stupid to say intimated. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe. Intimidated? And, and, I, whatever. He oh. implied <laughs> he and his friends had had something to do with the genesis of the Bandage Man tales. He was vague about it, but seemed to want to tell me about this at some future point in time. It's entirely possible he was pulling my leg, however. Yeah, probably. Uh, I didn't chase it. I'll never know. And there's so much hearsay in all this, it's uncomfortable to write about. But this is a ghost tale after all. Ever seen the Washington Post do a breakthrough tell-all on a ghost? Whatever. The tales have stood the test of time and seem to have found new uses. Cannon Beach Surf still has t-shirts they utilize the kooky North Oregon Coast Mummy to preach against illegal camping in cars and town. <laughs> so that's what it's it's like, don't let the bandage man get you. Like don't camp on the yeah, don't camp on the beach is what it is. And it shows this guy, it looks like a mummy like running with a bloody knife. Oh no. And that's a t shirt that they sell because like that's the kind of t shirt that you want to wear. Capitalize. Yes. So sorry <coughs> now I'm dying. You too? What the heck? Yes, me too. <laughs> Dang. It can't be just you. Um so I was obviously drawn to the to the lore of the bandage man because it seemed very like I felt like I was back in 2005 you Mm know um so I did my started doing my digging I went on YouTube I went on Google I went on TikTok I went on a lot I went on Reddit I don't even have a Reddit (laughs) um and I will tell you now. Live journal. Tumblr. Yeah. Wattpad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've only recently learned of that. I just wanted to sound cool for a second. Oh. Anyway. Oh, do you know what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Is it fanfic stuff? <laughs> it's just, I mean, original fiction, fan fiction. I mean. Interesting. Okay. Well, anyway. Probably um, use it for fan fiction, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Twilight fan fiction. What? <laughs> Never. Maybe once. Harry okay. Potter. So- <laughs> Oh my god, don't say Draco and Hermione or I will punch you. I know. Oh no, my. I know. It's actually Draco and Harry. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> or Dobby, what? Draco and Ron? You know what? I don't hear a lot about that. And I feel like there is something to be had there. Anyway. Currently going to want Shut up. <laughs> um, anyway, so I did my digging to try to find people who have gone and investigated this bandage man thing done the silly thing that we've done where it's like it's not ashmore states where the whole asylum is a haunted building or whatever it's some old man is supposed to come out with a lantern at night and (laughs) find his daughter's head uh that might have been like our first that wasn't our first episode that was our second episode i think yeah uh anyway a story like that where do people go out and try to find the bandage man or debunk the bandage man, or befriend the bandage man, whatever. <laughs> That's more my speed. <laughs> Honestly. I'm going out with like a handful of Cheez-Its bandage man. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he like Cheez-Its? I don't know. Were those cool in the 60s? Uh, I wonder when Cheez-Its were invented. Don't ask her. Don't ask anyone. We're just okay. going to move on and wonder if Cheez-Its were around in the 60s. I'm going to say no. I want to guess they were in the 80s, but that's a guess. I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised, but go on. Okay, well, anyway, <laughs> um, I didn't find squat. Nobody goes to find the bandage man, okay? And actually, it's silly because if you if you dig and search for clues in my little description that I just gave you, they tell you in the very beginning why you can't find the bandage man. It's because the road that he was on no mm-hmm. longer exists. They took was away- it swallowed into the ocean? 
No. Because the land is still there. <laughs> no, I don't know if it was for danger purposes because remember it said like when teen- teenagers got their licenses, it was a rite of passage to go oh, on yeah. the veer off of 101 that eventually met back to 101. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't know if it was for scenic route purposes or what, but they said at the at the very beginning of what I was talking about that they straightened that route out mm-hmm. to just be 101 again. Oh, whatever. So Bandage Man Road no longer exists. Truthfully, if you ask locals now, a lot of them don't know who the Bandage Man is. Like, it's 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 getting lost with time, right? We're bringing him back. I know. So we're bringing Bandage Man back, and we're asking desperately for anyone other than Stephanie to tell us about <laughs> if they've gone to find the Bandage Man, uh, if they know anything about it, if people do investigations on this, and it's just something like, People would have to dig what? I'm just picturing, picturing Bandage Man chasing someone like, Mom, trans. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Am I a man or a woman? You'll never know. Like, I, I have pronouns. <laughs> really scare him. Really get him good, huh? Yeah. <coughs> anyway. I'm super woke. <laughs> stop. Listen, there's a difference between like having your beliefs and then just being super ignorant because I saw a thing that was like, the Bible didn't have pronouns in it. I'm like, Beg Do you know what a pronoun is? <laughs> like a pronoun is not a woke thing. It is in fact a it's a gramma it's a thing. So you're They make you're just, a big deal out of God's pronouns, by the way. He is capitalized everywhere. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, someone I saw a video there is like, does God use pronouns or did Jesus use pronouns? And they're like, No, no. I, it was really dumb. People are really stupid. They just wanna So what'd you call him? They that's still a pronoun, though. And so it is. isn't it a pronoun? It, no. I Listen, you're the English person. You do this to me every time, and you just further <laughs> prove that I don't deserve the degree that I have. <laughs> listen, anyway, we're getting off topic. Uh, for our Oregon listeners that are out there, if you're still there, if you can hear us blink twice, um, <laughs> go check out The Bandage Man. Go check out Cannon Beach, Highway 101. Let us know. If the bandage man is still there, if people are doing silly things like like what we're doing here in, oh my gosh, Carbon, Indiana, people who aren't from Indiana, people who even are from Indiana but not around this part of Indiana, probably have never heard of Carbon, Indiana. They probably never heard of Hundred Steps. Like but you would you have do to do some. I, yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. You'd have to do some serious digging to find anybody who has quote unquote investigated a hundred steps if you're not from around here. I feel like. So maybe yeah. Bandage Man is the same. Let me know if people are still doing that. But since I don't have an investigation, I just, because this felt very like back to the beginning type mm-hmm. stuff, there are other local legends of Cannon Beach. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to discuss those as well. And maybe these are all little things, kind of like how 100 Steps, Edna Collins, Hell's Gates, uh, Spook Light, they're all in like this little bloop. Yeah. Like it kind yeah, how did all of these haunted things get in one hmm. like square mile location? Well, it's, it's more because than a mile, the but hell's the gate of hell is there and it opened up and it unleashed all Well, obviously, <laughs> obviously. So, somehow Cannon Beach, this little bitty sliver of a beach has these other local lore and legend urban legendy things. Yeah. So let's discuss them, including the lady of Cannon Beach. I don't believe this is Muriel, though. This is uh, <laughs> Lady Bandage. <laughs> lady Bandage of Cannon Beach. Uh, it says, back in the day, I slung some booze. This is somebody's, like, blog, basically. It's in the first person, sorry. It's not me. 
back in the day, I slung some booze at ye old driftwood. Oh. <laughs> on some dark, dreary nights, we would share stories. Some are the usual rants, but some were on the spookier side. I first heard the story of the lady on Cannon Beach, the lady of Cannon Beach, sorry, uh, in 2005 from a local landscaper. Her tale is as follows. It was around 11 p.m. on a warm night in the fall, maybe September. The landscaper was walking to her home on Adams, I think, or maybe Washington. This is clearly for locals. <laughs> <laughs> She was on Spruce by Harrison Street, my goodness, when she noticed a glowing white figure. The white figure appeared to be in a white dress and was gliding, not walking. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she said the woman or apparition had no face, or nah. at least a dark hole in place of her face. Get out. Why didn't we cover <laughs> this chick? <laughs> I know. She's, ugh. I was going to say she's ugly, but that's not even relevant. <laughs> she's scary. She's a void, literally. Why? <laughs> My response, of course, was, and how drunk were you? Uh, she swore she hadn't been, but I dismissed the story as a hyped up drunken tale of late night adventures. The story began to bother me, though, obviously. So <laughs> yeah. I asked a longtime local about it. He said, oh, that's the lady of Cannon Beach, as if I should have heard of her. <laughs> he said that she'd been seen around Cannon Beach and the presidential streets since the 1980s or maybe earlier. No one ever really knows the time frame. Yeah, whatever. No one knew where she came from, only that she would appear all in white, gliding around one street or the other. She's just gliding. Out she, for a stroll. <laughs> she was actually, she was on the hoverboard from Back to the Future is what it was. Oh, Lord. Yeah. As much as I'd love to chalk this up to, a, to someone playing a good joke on me, I mean, I do love a good ghost story. I could also attribute the sighting to pop-up culture horror films like The Grudge and The Ring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Both of these films have terrifying female spirits and came out shortly before this, quote, sighting was first reported to me. Mm, okay. Which we've talked about, you know, uh, power of suggestion in movies and stuff. I literally cannot recall what place or what legend we discussed that on, but I, I am certain it happens. Yeah. However, I thought I would share that while conducting research, I found not one but two articles published in 2013 and 2017 that make mention of a lady ghost in the Cannon Beach area. I was surprised. Looking further into this ghostly tale, I realized that the spirit of a lady in white is intentionally universal. There's one in pretty much every country. These ghostly ladies usually have some story of lost love, but the one here in Cannon Beach is rather vague. When did the story start? Is it just another case of an urban myth spreading around or just another, just someone trying to scare a young bartender? You be the judge. Yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> next, we have Fright in the Night. Oh. Mm. Uh, the Tillamook Rock Lighthouse was a beacon for the Oregon coast from 1881 until 1957. That's a heck of a run. During that time, the lighthouse was manned by just a few men, no more than five at a time. Secluded, dark, and lonely, being stationed at the Tillamook Rock Lighthouse was only for the hardy. No. Uh, I, that's me. <laughs> Located between, between the towns of Seaside and Cannon Beach, it was an important part of navigation to and from the Columbia River. In the 1930s, the U.S. Coast Guard took over management of the lighthouse and brought with them younger cadets to keep up good old terrible, terrible Tilly. <laughs> <laughs> It was one such young man that told the tale of a rather harrowing event. During his first night on the rock, keeper James Gibbs was feeling alone and maybe a bit in over his head. The other keepers didn't seem too keen on the new recruit. His imagination went wild with ideas, 
that his fellow keepers might be escaped convicts or even psychopathic murderers. What? Uh, he was shown to his bunk, which was more of a cell by his telling. Oh. Uh, despite his unsettled feeling, he was able to settle into sleep. It was a warm night, so he left his porthole window open. In the night and in the dark, Gibbs heard a shuffling noise, not in the hall, but in his room. No. No. <laughs> it says, shh, shh, shh. The shuffling noise. They wrote oh, the shuffling noise. Yeah. The noise came and went. It was a killer, a knife glinting in the dark. Uh, it was a killer, a knife glinting in the darkness. I mean, he's been having these weird yeah. thoughts lately. Like, is any of this for real or not? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's Kingdom Hearts. If you got that, I would be thoroughly impressed. Um, anyway, somehow he was having these weird, like, fever dream thoughts. Uh-huh. So now he's... He's certain that this thing in his room is a killer with a knife. Uh, In a new place after traveling, Gibbs wasn't in his element. The shuffling noise continued until finally Gibbs felt something brush his face. Oh, no. (laughs) He heard a tale of a ghost, a spirit haunting the rooms of the lighthouse, and here it was. Gibbs lashed out, coming in contact with whatever it was, Eh. knocking it away. He reached for the lamp by his bedside, but instead of a bloody spirit or a knife-wielding maniac, he discovered a goose with an injured wing. Aww. (laughs) (laughs) The conclusion was that it must have flown in through the open window. What happened to the goose is left to Gibbs' very short, entertaining story. Uh, he was a fabulous storyteller and historian. We hoped you liked the story as much as we I did when I read it the first time. Uh, so I think that was just a... I, he may have... Written in or something. Like, that is definitely just a, a ghost story that's to scare you. Which, I mean, yeah. like, I don't like it. No. No. You had me going there. We love this one. The last one, Ghost Ship. Yeah, A wonderful movie. <laughs> wonderful 2005-ish movie. I actually don't... 2003, 2005, something like that. I don't remember. All I know is the first, like, eight minutes of the movie. Right. The first, the first, the opening scene of the movie and the reveal are the good parts. The rest is like. That's, John kind of has the same feeling. He's like, the opening's good. That, that's about it. (laughs) Listen, I really like the movie. It just was one of the creepy, gory, I say gory loosely, movies that we watched probably too young so it's stuck with me now that considering what's come out since then that just doesn't look like anything yeah no uh anyway so ghost ship another tale from keepers of the tillamook rock lighthouse it must have been tough to be so secluded out at the lighthouse it lies over a mile offshore and it can be tough getting to and from the lighthouse even during the best weather can you imagine a rather stormy night or even a foggy one a mist a mist. Uh, a ship cruising out of the fog, yelling and screaming for your life to turn it away, and then it just disappears. What? Yeah, I don't... Uh, the ship was reported to be so real that the keepers could hear the sailors yelling out into the night. Oh, God. The sails were torn and fluttering, even if there was no wind. Oh. Which, like, I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, many think that the ship is the ghost of the crew of the Lapata or the Lapata. L- L- Lepatia Mm -hmm. that wrecked right by the rock just before construction of the lighthouse was completed. If only it had been there sooner. Yeah. (laughs) The entire crew of the British ship Lepata were lost with the exception of one of the crew members dogs. Dog. The dog made it. (laughs) Yay. San Francisco, January 8th, 1881. A dispatch from Astoria says, quote, by the arrival of the lighthouse tender this evening from Tillamook Rock, 
the loss of the British ship Lapata is confirmed. Captain Wheeler, superintendent of the Tillamook Rock Lighthouse, arrived here this evening and reports that on Monday evening, January 3rd at about 8 o'clock, the weather being very thick and the wind blowing hard from the southwest, the workmen on the rock suddenly heard loud voices shouting and on emerging from their houses saw the ship's light just inside of the rock and immediately after heard the command given, hard a port, um, which I'm guessing we can use our context clues means like they're coming in hot and heavy, like yeah. whatever. Captain Wheeler ordered lanterns to be placed in the tower as the light of Tillamook Lighthouse was lit for the first time just after this wreck. And as speedily as possible, a large bonfire was started, which revealed a large vessel, apparently not even 200 yards from the east side of the rock, with a red or port light in sight about five minutes, when it gradually disappeared. Those on the rock concluding that the captain had a back ship, or I, I'm guessing like backed up the ship, successfully steered his vessel out of danger. Mm-hmm. This morning, the fog had disappeared, and it was found that the captain instead of rounding the rock to the westward, had run his vessel ashore on the reef, running it out from the Tillamook side, the top mast being plainly visible from six to ten feet above the water. Oh, no, you're telling me it's underwater? I am. The shoreline being a bold bluff of rock for considerable distance from the scene of the wreck, it was more than likely that, uh, what? It wholesaled ships... Co- company was lost i don't know basically they're saying like they they lit this bonfire looking for the ship they hear the voices yelling the captain yelling like coming in hot yeah and um then when they got the bonfire lit the ship wasn't there mm-hmm. they're like oh he, he must have you know steered Corrected, it away yeah in the morning they said it was like on the shoreline up against the lighthouse clearly visible with the mast six to ten feet up out of the water like it mm. had wrecked and they didn't see it Oh, God. Mm-hmm. It was all later confirmed that all 16 souls aboard were lost, with the exception of a dog, which was quickly adopted by a local man. Oh, good. Which, like, if that story is true, how creep... Oh, my gosh. Like, if you're... you're The ship just wrecks right in front of you, and for some reason you're just completely unaware, and you're like, hmm, you don't must be the wind. You don't hear it. You don't <laughs> yeah. see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. <coughs> Sorry, we're dying. Yeah. Uh, so Cannon Beach is full of all of these legends. Yes, truthfully, the woman in white is a pretty universal thing. Yeah. Which I feel like, did we discuss on this podcast or have we just discussed in our own personal time? Like, why are there no ghosts like in Junko jeans <laughs> and yeah. like Liberty Spikes? I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast, no. But it should be discussed. Like, why are all of these ghosts from, you like know, the, the early 1900s, late 1800s, uh, in Victorian era where blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. I want the Kyle with his Mopar <laughs> t-shirt and our Fox, I guess, Fox shirt and whatever. Like, I want a girl with a Von Dutch hat. <laughs> oh, gosh. And chunky highlights. <laughs> Ew, and affliction jeans. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We are so unhealthy. <laughs> I have something stuck in my throat. I know. I Listen, I'm getting over whatever this was. But yeah, it's like, why are all ghosts, why do they have to be from that era? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, whatever. They still make for good ghost stories. Like, I like hearing silly little ghost stories. Those were genuine genuine reactions from Megan. Of, yeah. 
Like, don't sit here and tell me, I think one of you is a murderer, then go to bed and you hear, shh, 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 like through your room all night. Like, no thank you. I miss having a good ghost story read to me like that. That ends up being nothing. The thing is, I've read the scary stories to tell in the dark. I've read urban legends. I need something new. Which, honestly, the movie Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, I remember you watched it before me, and I asked you, I said, so is it like a kid's scary movie? And you're like, not really, but it's Mm -hmm. not gory scary. It's not terrifying for adults, but... Yeah, honestly, I think it is unsettling for people who read the books growing up. Yeah. Because, oh God, like when you're going through Netflix and you see the the visual of the kid with the red, the red background, him like running from this blob thing was so, I hate feeling uh, helpless, feeling cornered. And that is all that. Mm -hmm. The, the toe Give me my, like the give me my toe back thing. Yeah. For, the scarecrow was messed up. The scarecrow is what uh, wrecked me. Like, okay, the scarecrow was genuinely creepy. Like, mm-hmm. it's weird. I don't know how to say it's a scary movie, but it's not, like, not for kids. I, well, it, I don't know. Young adult scary? <laughs> Young adult scary, I guess. Uh, but no, I do miss the days of, like, hearing scary stories for the first time. Not scary stories to tell in the dark, but, like, urban legends. An actual, yeah actual scary stories uh and they exist out there because those were a few of them yeah i mean i guess creepypasta kind of sort of does that but it gets dark like it does yeah that's not spooky light that's (laughs) uh (laughs) this is spooky light where it's like you know the (laughs) you thought there was a hook hand on the car door and it was just a a limb limb, a tree limb yeah stuff like that we like that Right, it's like the sixth sense. You can only watch it once. Once you get the reveal, it's not fun to watch it again. Which, truthfully, I don't know if I've ever actually seen the sixth sense in its entirety. Hmm. I don't know. Like, I remember seeing it as a kid, and I covered my eyes at the part where, um, does someone get sick? The little girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember, and he's like hiding under the blanket and you see his breath real bad, covered my eyes. I will say I saw, I recently looked up the scene for some reason uh, from Stir of Echoes and I that's all I have to say. I knew you were going to say that. Because it has that weird, <sighs> flashback. like late 90s, early 2000s blue haze flashback. Yeah. Uh, and it is not good. It's, I mean, for those of you who haven't seen Star of Echoes, if for some reason you're going to go see it, there is uh, an assault in it. Um, and it's not fun. And I watched it and I'm like, I used to, I could not watch that scene when yeah. I was younger. I had to cover my eyes or not watch it at all. Um, and I watched that scene and it's still pretty bad. But I'm like, it was kind of like the scene down in the basement of in House on Haunted Hill that scared the living piddle out of me. Uh-huh. The yes. thing. I watched it with Maddie for the first time, I think last year. Mm-hmm. I just sat there and I was like, this part's really, like I was hyping it up. I was like, here comes like the real scary part. It was mid. I was like, man, that really scared the crap out of me, huh? Yeah. But the Star of Echo scene is still kind of rough. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Because that's different. That's not ghosts. That's not supernatural. That is an assault. Yeah. And it's not Kevin fun. Kevin Bacon. Kevin uh. Bacon. Good. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well. 
So that's it. This was a, there was no investigation here, which I think that's fine. Like, I feel like, like I said, at the very beginning, this kind of took us back, back to the beginning of just good old fashioned local urban legends. Yes, it was. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. Now, our next, do we get one more before the end of the month? I think we do. I don't know. Mm. I don't think so. Oh, no. Okay, so next week <laughs> is going to be somewhere we've been. Yes. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I have to cough again. What is wrong? Yeah, me too. I've been holding it in for a minute. So but so we should probably go before we just start hacking yeah. it up. Thanks, Oregon, for being so much fun. Thank you, Oregon. Wow. that That's all. That's all <laughs> okay. I've got. <laughs> okay, don't. I'm going to go watch The Goonies or something now. I'm going to not watch Stir of Echoes. Let's watch Twilight. Let's watch Now and Then. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsotheysaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all at orsotheysaypod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash or so they say pod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find Or So They Say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We, and the algorithms, will thank you for it. See See you next week. week.